0: Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast brought to you by Zonas where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hello everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health. If you're listening to us on fertility and femtech, you can also check us out on YouTube at Dr. Ravina. and if you'd like to ask any questions, please feel free, you can direct message me on Instagram at Ravina. For a free ebook on women's health, please find it in the link below. So, Today we'll be talking about what to expect at your smear test. All the information today we'll be covering has come from the Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust, Cancer Research, NICE, and the CKS guidelines. So if you need any more information, you can check those out from the resources. So today we'll be discussing why you should be going for your cervical smear, what to expect when you're at your cervical smear appointment, and how you can prepare for your cervical smear, and I'll give you some of my top tips that you can take with you. And what happens if you get an abnormal result? So those are the key things that I'd like to cover with you today. And of course, drop any comments down below. So let's dive straight in. Why do you need to go for your cervical smear? Well, cervical cancer is the fourth most common cancer affecting women in the UK. And we know that cervical cancer is caused by a virus called the human papillomavirus. And we can catch this virus by going for three yearly smear tests. When you go for a smear test, they'll use a brush to collect some cells from your cervix and they then take those to the lab, look at them underneath a microscope and can tell if there's any HPV present and if there's any abnormal cells present. The HPV virus that we specifically look for is 16 and 18 as these have a higher risk of cervical cancer development. The cervical cancer screening program is one of the best cancer screening programs we have in this country alongside breast cancer. And so if you have a free service available, why not use it? Especially if it's going to reduce your risk of getting cancer. So I highly recommend you do go for your cervical smear test when you get called. Who is a cervical smear test for? Well, at age 25, you will get a letter in the post if you are registered at your GP, to go for a cervical smear test. This is sometimes done at the GP surgery or it's done at your local sexual health clinic. And you'll get a letter every three years up until the age of 64 to get your cervical smear test done. Now, if you've had any abnormal result, you may be called more frequently. So typically, if you have an abnormal result, you may be referred to colposcopy, which is a gynecological clinic where they look at your cervix underneath a microscope and they may take a biopsy. However, you may have a borderline result where you don't necessarily need colposcopy straight away, but you do need more frequent testing and this would be done the next year. So you can be called um, either one year or every three years. Now you will get called for your cervical smear at age 25 if you've registered at your GP surgery as a female. If you have been born female and now identify yourself as a male or non-binary, you can still get your cervical smear test done and I strongly recommend you do as anyone with a cervix is at risk of cervical cancer. There are charities available that specifically cater for the LGBTQ community, which I'll link in the comments below. And also, if you are someone that perhaps requires a little bit more support, perhaps you want a bit more time during your appointments for several reasons, like if you've had any cases of physical and sexual abuse, if you're a domestic violence victim, if you've been raped or had any emotional or very significant events that have happened in your life, you can speak to your nurse or your GP about it beforehand to help prepare you for your appointment. Or there are charities specifically designed for domestic violence victims, which I will also drop in the comments below. So let's move on to what actually happens during your cervical smear appointment? Well, first of all, you're going to arrive at your surgery, sexual health clinic, or your women's health clinic, and you will get seen by either a nurse or a doctor. Once you come in, you'll first be asked to undress from the waist and below, and this will be behind a curtain, so you do have your privacy, and it's all obviously confidential. You'll then be asked to lie on your back, you'll be asked to bend your knees, bring your ankles together and drop your knees apart. The healthcare professional will then use a speculum and that will be covered with lots of jelly and lubricant so that it's nice and easy for it to be inserted into the vagina. This is inserted into the vaginal canal in order to visualize the cervix. The cervical opening needs to be seen so that a brush can be inserted through the speculum to get some cells from the cervical OZ and those are the cells that we're looking for that may contain HPV, and may be infected and abnormal. Once the healthcare professional has a good view of the cervix, the brush will be inserted, cells will be collected and then placed into a container that has some liquid in it. The sensation of having a brush inserted into the cervix may feel a little bit weird and uncomfortable, but it shouldn't feel painful as you don't actually have any pain receptors here. Once the brush has taken some cells, the speculum will be removed from the vaginal canal and the examination will be over. Some women have reported that they've had quite a difficult experience during their cervical smear. If you've got any experiences that you'd like to share, please drop them in the comments below. The reason why some experiences may differ to others is because it depends on whether we can visualize the cervix. You may be asked to do certain things during your examination to help us to visualize it better. The first is to turn your hands into fists and place that behind your lower back. And this allows your pelvis to tilt in an angle that we can visualize the cervix in. You may be asked to cough or to move further down the bed. You may also realize that we have to change the size of the speculum that we use. We generally go for the smallest size speculum to ensure there's comfort for the patient. However, depending on your size, if you're tall, you're small, you have a slightly larger uh, body weight compared to someone else, that can determine the size spectrum that we use. Some women have a longer vaginal canal. So by using only a very small, speculum means that we may not be able to see the posterior vaginal aspect and therefore can't open up the vaginal canal in order to reach the cervix and get a good sample. By using a good size speculum we can see the cervix and do one clear sample which is likely to be accepted by the lab and not be rejected or come back as an inadequate sample whereby we then need to do another one. But of course, it's really important that if you don't feel comfortable with the size spectrum that's being used, you do discuss this with your nurse or your doctor. So let's move on to how you can prepare for your cervical smear. So here are some top tips that you can take on board before you go for your appointment. So first of all, if you're particularly nervous or worried, first make an appointment with your doctor and nurse just to discuss some of the anxieties that you have surrounding this and that can ensure that your healthcare professional can make sure this is a very smooth process for you. The second thing is to try and get an appointment earlier on in the day. This can ensure that there isn't too much of a delay. Naturally, clinics always run behind and that can cause a bit of anxiety whilst you're waiting in the waiting room. So the earlier on in the day that you have the appointment, the less likely there is of you having to wait a long period of time. Next is if you feel quite worried about the process you can book a longer appointment so that your nurse and doctor can spend a bit longer talking to you about the process and making you feel a bit calmer before you actually have the procedure done. You can always request a particular gender nurse or doctor to help you feel more comfortable you can bring someone along with you to your appointment who you trust and that can they can provide some emotional support for you a top tip that i have is to make sure you go to the toilet beforehand You generally have a certain amount of time in your appointment and we want to maximize that appointment so that we can give you the most amount of information, spend time to do your procedure, and obviously give you um, all the time to ask any questions that you have. I've been in so many situations where I'm just about to examine a patient, I've got them on the bed, they're in the perfect position, we're about to do do the procedure, and they say, wait a second doctor, I need to go to the toilet. And that's fine, it just means that they have to get dressed, go to the toilet, wait for whoever's in the toilet, then come back, then undress, and we start the whole procedure again, which obviously just means that um, you may not get all the time to ask every question that you want. So that's one of my top tips. And also my last tip is if you are specifically worried, if you have a lot of anxiety associated with getting your smear test done, do talk to your doctor because we can refer you to the sexual health clinic or to colposcopy where they have bigger readjustable beds where you can be a lot more comfortable during the procedure. So, you know, that's something for you to bear in mind. And my final tip is that if you are on your period or if you're just about to start your period, please do rearrange your appointment. We won't be able to get a very clear sample if you're on your period, purely because um, some of the blood can interfere with the results that we're trying to collect from the cervix and also visualising the cervix can be more difficult. So do rearrange your appointment if you're just about to start your period or on your period. Okay, so now let's move on to results. So you've had your cervical smear and you're going to wait about four weeks before you get your results back this usually comes by post so what do your results mean well the two things that we're looking for is one is HPV present and two are there any abnormal cells so if you get a result that you have no HPV present that's great and that means you'll remain on the routine three yearly screening process where we bring you back every three years to check whether that HPV is there. And if it's positive and there is HPV present, we then like to look at the cells. So you can have HPV present and normal cells, or you can have HPV present and abnormal cells. If you have HPV present and normal cells, you would then get asked to come back in one year's time where we repeat the procedure. We then look to see if the HPV has disappeared or whether it's still there. If it's still there, we will then bring you back the year after and we'll continue to do this up to three years. If the HPV is still present and still there on your sample, we'll then refer you to colposcopy to have a look through a microscope. Now, if you have HPV positive and abnormal cells, we will refer you straight to colposcopy to have have an in-depth look at the cervix and to also potentially take a biopsy, which is a sample of cells in the cervix. If your result comes back as inadequate, this may suggest that we haven't collected enough cells during your procedure. You may be asked to come back in three months' time so that we can repeat it and make sure there isn't any HPV present, and this therefore means you won't have that increased risk of cervical cancer. So that concludes today's video. We've discussed lots on what to expect at your cervical smear, some top tips to help the process go smoothly, and we've also told you about what some of the results mean. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments below as normal and we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Bye.